Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine yes. metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How are you doing? I am Chickity Chuck. I am Godless. And this is your and weekly so examination we all. of all things metal that we like to bring you here at MetalSucks.net every Monday as well as on iTunes. So make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. That way it can come right to your device or whatever the hell you like to listen to your podcast on. Cool. All right. Thanks. We appreciate that, man. <laughs> I think we're on several other things. And you can, if you uh, go on metalsucks.net, you can get it uh, like the direct RSS feed and all that stuff. So, yeah, you can yeah, find if us. you know what to do with an RSS feed. I have feed, no idea. I, do I do the iTunes podcast thing. Yeah. Man. That's, what, that's where I do most of that. So, yeah, make sure you are also following us on Twitter. I am at Bearded Ape. And I'm at Godless Speak. So, that's definitely one way to get a hold of us. You can, uh, it, it's been a way for you to also kind of, uh, anything that's wrong with the podcast, you can tell us that. That actually was uh, helpful this week. I was very appreciative of that listener who uh, got that cleared up because apparently there's a new way to upload the podcast and it got kind of jinky in uh, the old uh, iTunes. So thank you very much. I just like getting like tips on like bands I got to listen to. That's always fun too. Yeah, because I've had a couple things that have rolled my way, even non-metal from people on Twitter that... I'm like now. I'm like totally into because if there's one thing that that we know is that we 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 don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if we suck, it's actually our Twitter followers' fault. It's your fault. So yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, let's see. This episode, we are going to talk to none other than Stavros Giannopoulos. No, we're going to talk to Stavros and, and his girlfriend. I know that was funny, dude. I've I I after that after we recorded this, I thought of so many questions. Oh I was God, like, oh, dude, so many questions, so many things after we got done talking to him because I'm, yeah, yeah. Can yeah, we yeah. do that like the next time? Like we get an opportunity if we get somebody in bed. Well, no, no. I mean, like instead of talking to Stavros again, I'd like to really interview his girlfriend. Because well, I was thinking about, I was like, does he wear boxers or briefs? I mean, all these other questions oh, that, that, that came questions. into my mind. I was like, son of a bitch. Oh, damn it! But you know, it was a heat of the moment thing that just uh, sort of happened. But, yeah, totally uh, out of left. It's field. a fun, fun interview. I want to uh, know with, if he's ever written a song about her. I make fun of him uh, being a Cubs fan, which is a. Uh, Pretty easy to do, and a dog on you Mets fans. Sorry, guys. Uh, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> it's baseball season. or getting into baseball season again, so I got You're the only one getting into uh, baseball shut season. Up, but- dude. Uh, I, no, I still I can't stand baseball anymore. Well, I try. I don't want to even get into that. That's 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 a bad day. So we'll listen to something from Atlas Moth. And also, I think I want to play one from Black Anvil in this episode, because Sweet. I personally think that's going to be one of the best albums of the year, if not the best album of the year. It's going to be hard, like a choice for me right now between Agalock and Black Anvil, so yeah, and I've got a, a review of that going up on Metal Injection, I think, this week. So, see, yeah. my, my my album of the year so far has just been confirmed by the masses. What do you mean? This new White Chapel album, I think, is great. What do you mean it's been confirmed? Totally by the masses? confirmed because it got in the Billboard charts, it's top ten oh, Billboard it's charts. Yeah, because okay. it's sold just like Avenged Sevenfold, huh? Yeah, that's that's confirmation that it's fucking metal and awesome. No, isn't see, it? Yeah. see, this is called confirmation yeah. bias. You got to understand when Dude, Avenged Sevenfold goes about? number one, that means that that people are absolutely ignorant, stupid. But when 
uh, uh, Whitechapel goes to number 10, that means that there's hope for humanity. It's a conf- confirmation bias. It's a classic it, fallacy. What the fuck does that mean? I don't understand what it you're mean, talking it about. Means that, it means that uh, I'm, I'm, I am- Is that sociology or is that statistics? No, or it's whatever? philosophy. It's logic oh. and reasoning. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's something that I don't normally, I, um, <laughs> don't normally do. I'm participating in confirmation bias and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. But you seem to be pretty damn shocked about the uh, fact that they were that high up on the chart. I, I, and I'm not. It doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. See, you you know, I I am completely ignorant. I got my finger on the pulse. Yeah, I don't. Actually, no, I don't. But it just doesn't surprise me that that something metal is up. Uh, you, you seem to be surprised that it was that high on the charts just because it was metal. Well, when, well, not just that. It's just that it, it's it's not Avenged Sevenfold, Five Finger Death Punch metal. It's which both of those had debuts. It's deathcore. Yeah. I mean, death the core. Anything with death in it that doesn't begin with the word mega in the top ten of of uh, 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 yeah, Billboard they, means something. We're also talking about a band that plays on the Warp Tour, so uh, so I mean, it's they, they've got a pretty broad audience when it comes to that. I mean, they're heavy and they're hard, but I mean, uh, yeah, I, I and they're also somewhat accepted by critics. I mean, not like you know, death metal people or yeah. See, that's the thing. I guess I'm only reading the the critics or something because everybody seems to dog on them, and I don't understand why. See, and I I don't know. I I I see both sides of it with the critics. I see people that are sort of offended by deathcore in general. You know, it's the the blending of two different styles or three different styles or whatever the hell you want to do. But those people just are never going to get on board with anything that that's in that realm at all. Right. Or it's people that are finally going. Wait a minute, these guys are these guys are starting to okay. They're starting to write like really good songs. Okay, so they're they're starting to come around. The, they're, is, they're turning the corner. Is on the previous Chapel. album like anywhere close to as good as this? I don't think so. I think this one is. I didn't uh, think so either. It's uh, head and shoulders above the last one. It's uh, head and shoulders above every other release so far this year. No, no. See, I, uh, that's what I, I'm I saying. Don't, I don't agree with that. Actually, I totally agree with that. I, I, it may be head and shoulders, but I anything agree with else. myself. I'm here to say I agree <laughs> with myself, and that's two votes to your the one. Easiest guy to agree with. But <laughs> me and the three voices in my head are all on the same page right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I think the um, I'm, I'm, you threw me off. I forgot what I was thinking about. Um, I how did you how did you expect these guys to make top ten? I mean, what what is it that hinted at it? No, because they're they're commercially viable. I mean, they're they're a major label band. It's all it, the the thing that got me the the what got me about it was was that it happened all week where so many albums were coming out. I mean, like last week for metal had a list of like 50 albums that were all coming out whether it was a new devil you know or autopsy I think uh, yeah one, like there's yeah. a bunch of i mean a lot of insomnium i think came out last week. i mean there's a lot the list was huge and in that sort of crowded field on that week that could be kind of rough to cut through and make that happen or you can look at it the other way is like this is a big week for metal we just got paid at the end of the month let's go buy four metal albums uh, at the record store or on itunes or whatever and make it and everybody buys white chapel because that's one of the ones that's on the list but there's no way that white chapel is top 10 on billboard just because of a timing error well, no, I don't. I don't think it's a timing error. I'm well, just saying, unfortunate I'm just, one. I'm just saying that if the if it came out at the beginning of the month, went uh, up against ten other albums that were mediocre, then it might not. It might have had a better chance to even go higher on the Billboard chart. So, what is the? Uh, I, I'm not looking at the chart in front of me or anything like that. But wh- I, I, what are the, what's one through nine? I have no idea. You know, is it like it's like Rihanna or something? Or, yeah. You know, so I mean, 
It's like, what's it up against, you know? It's probably had two or three country albums from guys we've never heard of before. But it's not unheard of to have metal in the top ten, I mean, by far. No, but it is unheard of for a guy going, in the top ten. Well, maybe. That's a I mean, terrible death girl, by the way. That, that was pretty, it that is was, pretty awful. That was pretty lame, actually, is what that was. But I mean, I'm, I was looking at 2013 just to kind of re, just look at some of the albums that were in there, and there's a ton of them that are in there, dude. I mean, Avenged Sevenfold. That's you, not a death growl. A number one debut. That's barely metal. It's 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 a cover Black band. Sabbath. And Revolver's like I said, another, best album of the year. Another cover number album. Number one. Boom. Another cover band. Tell you what, right there. Okay, number three. Bring Me the Horizon, number three debut. That's about as a death core, or not yeah. death core-ish, but... Whatever the hell you call it's that. Got, it's got I don't some, know what the hell yeah, that is. It's got some dance core. Or that, yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, Five uh, Finger Death Punch, two albums debuted at number two mm-hmm. in the U.S. I mean, so there's there's a bunch that are in here. But think about those names. And with the exception of Bring Me the Horizon, when you, I, I would have never thought that you could include Whitechapel among those bands, you know? I mean, basically. Uh, maybe. I, I could possibly see your thought process there. I mean, if, if, if I was a promoter and, and I'd be putting... Whitechapel in a room that that you know maybe would sell out at about 400 people but after these numbers i'm wondering whether they're able to play a big theater with well, the right kind of support yeah well i mean the comparison may be like you look at behemoth that just came out the satanist right in february and that was what number number 34 on the u.s chart or something like that if i remember right so that one an internationally huge death metal band or what whatever you people want to define them as that that still didn't make it as high as uh, as Whitechapel, but right, I think it's the I think it's the Warp Tour factor, man. I think it's the young kids that you know getting them into it. I think the young kids are into. Is it, hey, kids, is that the kind of crap you're listening to these days? You sons of bitches. Well, you yeah, when I'm looking up uh, you know info on Whitechapel this week, especially this yesterday, just like you know what the hell's going on. Once I started seeing the news pop up that they'd sold all these albums, or last yeah last week when the news popped up, I was like. I was like, all right, blogs, etc. And it seems like the blogs are written by kids who look like they haven't yet gotten their GED. <laughs> you know, they, they love it. And then, you know, when I listen to and read, you know, old farts like us, it, everybody's like, oh, these guys suck. They're adorable. I don't yeah, like anything yeah, yeah. with core in the name. And I listen to the album. I'm like. I don't care. This thing's got hooks for days. This is like, but this it, is like, but it's also, yeah. I mean, I, I get that, but it's also the the old, old guys with the the only good music that's out there is 1988 to 1992 death metal. But I would have thought yeah. that the only way you get on top ten on Billboard to is if you sell these uh, troll. <laughs> is, <laughs> if last you, week. is if you're only selling albums to people who don't realize that you know you don't need to hear a dial tone when you get on the internet. Uh, you know what I mean? I would figure the young kids. They're like just, you know, trading it like crazy. Somebody's listened to it off of the Metal Blade site. They recorded it. Sounds just fine. And they give it out to everybody else they know. Mm-hmm. How many albums would they have sold if this were 1994 instead of 2014? Well, that's a good question. I mean, b- b- because if you if you think about, yeah, what's what's the deflation of right. record sales? You know, so what does that look like in, in two decades ago, what the sales of that album would be? You know, you remember back in the day when I, I remember getting a thing about Fear Factory and how proud Roadrunner was of Fear Factory selling 400,000 albums. Like, that was a huge, I mean, oh my God, 400,000 copies of an album. And that's, you know, that's a decent selling metal record, you know, for whether I don't think that was obsolete because obsolete went like gold. 
I don't think it made it to platinum, but I think I think it went gold. But it was an- another one was like D-Manufacturer or something like that. It like sold 400,000 copies, and they were like proud as shit of that. And compared to the 4 million copies that whatever pop album came out the same year. So it's uh, you got to scale in a certain way for, for metal. But uh, I don't know. I just don't know if. I mean, you remember like when Thriller came out, right? Because 60,000 like- should be like 300,000. Everybody got 20 years everybody ago. got Thriller because everybody was a member of the Columbia House Record Club. <laughs> and then and then everybody Which is got the two old version of Napster. <laughs> and then everybody else everybody got two more as gifts at their next uh, at next Christmas or whatever. So like there were like three album sales for everybody on earth for Michael Jackson's Thriller. Not to mention that like it was played on the radio every moment of every day. For, I've never owned a copy of Thriller. Uh, never once. See, I, I, I won't. A copy of I won't Thriller. let him anywhere near my my son. <laughs> Dead, <laughs> alive on vinyl. The, the or, music is gonna, you know, yeah, it's gonna rape him. I, yes. <laughs> I mean, if like off the wall comes on, you know, while oh, we're at the maybe, grocery store, maybe. we're cool. Okay. But. Yeah, but, but like, I want to be there just in case a supervisor. And then you take a look at like Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga apparently, like if they extrapolated they, those numbers, everybody everybody would own that album like six times well, too. She's going to sell a lot of Laser Wolf CDs, so it's all good. Who's Laser Wolf? That's who she went to go see during South by Southwest. Oh, okay. <sighs> You're so out of it. Yeah, dude. I have no. Where, where have you been? What pulse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, it's all dead to me. <laughs> yeah. Dead to me. But I am I in mean, huge congratulations to Whitechapel. I don't know what this means to them. I don't know if that like turns into like a a, a a centerfold spread in People magazine. I don't know if Phil Bozeman becomes like the most eligible eligible bachelor in America. I don't know. If, I don't know if he can handle that after our interview that we did. If you go back and listen to our podcast that we did with uh, Phil Bozeman, <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty good. I think uh, he'd handle about. it fine. I just think that like. If he were to lose, be nominated and lose, then like the ghost of his mother will lock you into her house <laughs> <laughs> with all of her stuff. I think uh, I don't know. I think he's. Uh, I, I'm. It is a. It's a proud moment. I'd love to see metal be successful in any way, shape, or form. Even if it's Avenged Sevenfold on the number one album chart, it doesn't matter to me. Like yeah. that's if it's heavy and it's getting getting bought. Well, because yeah, but Avenged Sevenfold isn't heavy. But what I'm hoping for is that when you see something like Five Finger Death Punch or Avenged Sevenfold, uh, these things on the chart, that's kind of a bellwether of things to come. Like, okay, so if Deathcore is getting more acceptable to get on the chart uh, that high of a level, then that means that, okay, that means that the new autopsy record might actually do pretty good. Or people are listening to some more stuff that may be extreme. And that's that's what I think is... That could be encouraging. A little telling and encouraging for people that listen to heavy music is that uh, we're getting a little heavier. Yeah, and that's good for the like environment, you know, the economy. Wait, what? The metal economy. Oh, I thought you, you know, meant, like you know, you, climate change or you, something. Well, no, no. You get like you know, bands like Carcass will come back because Whitechapel is coal fired. You know, because they're going to sell more, or they're going to sell more tickets than Firebird did. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. when people when the money goes out of the economy when all of your favorite brand, bands start breaking up. So yeah. you can hate it, love it, whatever, call it a sellout, whatever. Your favorite band exists because there's money in the economy. Now the Atlas Moth, who has uh, got a new album coming out in June, that record is probably going to sell about 2,000 copies. Uh, oh, but it is crazy. 
criminal. Honestly, one of uh, one of my favorites of the year so far. Listening to the new record, if is, you smoke pot, you have to own the new Atlas Moth. <laughs> that is, dude. I have. Have you listened to this on weed? Yeah, man? I know, but I mean, seriously, this is not the kind of album that you throw on while you're driving home from work. This is the kind of album that you got to turn the lights off, except for that one black light on your Elvis poster, and just chill to it because it's a mood, it's a zone. You get into it, you groove, and then it's just an awesome journey. It's called the Old Believer. We got a chance to talk to Stavros Giannopoulos of the Atlas Moth on the Metal Sucks podcast and his girlfriend. What's up, dude? How you doing? It's uh, Chuck and Godless from the Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey. How you doing, Chuck? Oh, pretty good, man. How's it going, brother? Good, man. Still laying in bed. It's fantastic. <laughs> we're waking everybody up these days, man. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to do that, dude. No, we can call you back if you want, man. No, 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 no. You got me, no. Uh, <laughs> I was sitting here laying with my girlfriend. I'm like, I think they're calling me at noon. I'm just going to lay here until right before noon. And I'm going to get up. And wait, boom! Wait, wait, wait a second. The girlfriend's laying there now? Yeah, she's right here. Wow. Can we talk to her for just briefly? Yeah, sure, here. Oh, kick ass. Hello. Hello. So this is Godless and Chuck. We're doing this Metal Sucks. Oh, you're really intense right now. <laughs> yeah, we we pretty much are all the time. That's that's kind of how we go. What 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 what's your name? Just first name. Ashley. Ashley. Hi. All right. We're gonna try to chill hi. a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, you guys talking really fast and like are we half asleep? Yeah, we only get an hour and fifteen minutes to do our show, and we got a lot yeah, to we, say. We, we gotta yeah, we gotta keep it fast paced, you know. But it's totally cool. Uh, so, so uh, Ashley, how how uh, do you guys get fortunate enough where you get to like just lie around together all day long? Is is Atlas Moth like pulling in the major dough, and this is totally groovy? <laughs> big pimping over here, <laughs> just living a dream. That's awesome. There's like a there's a song that I can't think of who wrote it, but there's a song that I know where they the guy sings about how great it is just lie in bed with his girlfriend all day. I do, is that an oft like an oft occasion? Uh, is it an odd occasion? No, an oft uh, often. Do you do you guys do this often? Oh yeah, we're professionals with this. <laughs> that is so awesome, uh, Ashley. Uh, uh, how long until Stavros goes back out on the road? Oh, I don't know. You gotta ask him that question. I don't pay attention. You don't pay attention. <laughs> yeah. I would think that you'd be like, oh, you know, I got T minus fourteen days. Now it's thirteen days. That sort of thing. No. Or are you ready for him I'm, to go? No, no, no. I don't want him to leave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just, I'm kind of scatterbrained, so I'm like, oh, I have this uh, time left, so and, and you know. Whatever, I have time, and then when it actually comes closer, it flies by. It sucks, but it works out, you know. Do you get make it work? Do you get upset like right before the tour starts, or do you tend to get more upset after he's got left? Probably, I don't know, a little bit of both. Have you gotten better at like figuring out a way to like not, you know, to tr- sort of just bottle it up before he goes, or or uh, does I it mean, tend to be tense? doesn't like really really bother me it just bums me out because i don't have like someone to 
sit around and be an asshole with all day. <laughs> or lie around, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> or lie around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, definitely, it's not as hard as it used to be. I'm used to now, but when still sucks. When he comes back from a tour, how long does it take before you guys really find your groove again? Like a week. Is it is it one of those things where like you 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 don't watch any more episodes of Mad Men until he gets back or you know? Girl, who are you talking to? <laughs> but but what, what what is the? I mean, is it? What, are there things that you try to do to kind of help make that transition a little smoother when he gets back? Um, I just kind of know that he's like a weirdo when he gets back, so I like expect him to be like these traits. <laughs> we have to like adjust to like real life again. Um, I mean, which is kind of easy because I like to sleep all the time because I bartend at night. So um, they able to give us some, like, give him some space to like kind of come back and back to the real world. Have you ever done? Am I even making sense right now? Because I'm like half asleep. No, no, it's all good. I'm just trying to think of like really great questions I can ask you now that you can regret giving me an answer for later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so when he so he, he returns from tour, and uh, do you try to to do you do you like stock up the refrigerator and? No. <laughs> then it's time to go out to eat, man. When he's back. Well, I know, but he's been eating like food out on the road for weeks. You know that sucks. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's very, you're very thoughtful. <laughs> I, well, you know, if things don't work out, you know, give Stavros my number, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't mind lying around in bed till noon every day. <laughs> I don't care who I'm lying next yeah, right. to, actually. <laughs> but but yeah. Uh, so, so all right. So you you bartend at night. Do you bartend in the type of bar that Atlas Moth would play, or is it a total different thing? I'd say I'm a punk rock bar, but I don't know. Has this been a long term relationship? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. How long have you guys been going out? I don't know, been uh, like three years. Whoa! Yeah, so like three years. Three years. That's in. That's that's uh. You know, make the parents nervous. Type. My dude, have your, your parents have met him? I assume by now, right? Uh, you know, my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Is your mom like you know starting to like ask those type of questions that you don't want necessarily being asked from mom? Like you know mm, what's go- what's my going mom's on? Pretty awesome. She's uh. She's like not like my mom. I don't know. <laughs> it's not going to be like when. When are you going to put a ring on my finger? Right, When's right. It, yeah, that's she gonna... like encourages me not to get married. Ah, she's awesome. She's smart. Are the, is, is there any hope that like if the new album does a certain number of sales, then you know, then the honeymoon will be, happen here. But if the album doesn't sell this number, then it's just going to be another three years of dating. Or how's that work? <laughs> no, um, we don't like to like. You know, they will think they're like, I don't know, everyone has to like have this plan and like we've gotten along so much better by just going with the flow and just like whatever, it's whatever. We have uh, our feelings for each other and that makes us happy and that's good enough for me. So no, no breeding in the near future? No, 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 no. How about in the distant future? I, I don't care. That's the distant future right now. So yeah. I don't think it up. So. It's about right now, man. Yeah. Oh, totally. Well, that's the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ashley. Yeah. You're welcome. Sorry for waking you up this morning. Absolutely.
Yeah, it, it'd be actually be advantageous if you'd go unconscious again, so we can ask Stavros questions about you. <laughs> no, I had the phone again. I just heard that. That's oh, good. whoops! She will fall asleep momentarily. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Anybody who works as a bartender, I know that life, man. That's yeah, that's exactly. like. So are we good? No. <laughs> yeah, you're done. We're done. Thanks, Stavros. <laughs> yeah, all right. So she took care of the whole thing for you. Guys, I don't start doing this all the time. Here, Ashley, do this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good she's got a sexy voice, man. Nice so job. She's a babe, man. Wow. No that's, that's that's kick butt. I would yeah, figure, man. like you know, with your type of metal, that you'd get, you might get a hot chick, but her voice would not be hot. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, uh, you got to date outside of the metal scene. You know, ah, you know, and then you don't have to like fucking deal with so many different things. You know, like. Oh, hey, you want to go to this show? Like, she comes to shows with me all the time, but nine times out of ten, it's like, nah, it's cool, you know, like, you're going to be with all your asshole friends, you're going to be assholes, and I don't know, I'm just going to sit around and play Call of Duty, and I'm like, all right, kick ass, you know, like, you go be a jerk off with my friends, you know, I get to go do some rat shit with my hood rat friends, you know? Like, oh, I know, that's, a, that's like the best thing, that's what we were talking about that the other day, but my, my, my wife can't stand heavy metal at all, yeah, so it just yeah, frees me up, you know, it's like, frees oh, me up yeah, to go do whatever. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. Cause all I want to, you know, I, I consider heavy metal almost like comic book collecting nowadays, where it's like my own little personal nerdy metal thing. You know, like right. I'll meet like metal dudes at the bar that she works at, and I'll get like super offended. You know, <laughs> and I'll have to explain to her about how this actually means something to me. You know, and how about like when some guy sits there and talks badly about master of puppets, I want to like shit him in the throat. You know, <laughs> who would ever do know. that? You know, asshole. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it's, she made me realize more and more how we are just giant nerds, but it's at such a large scale. We don't get to fucking uh, understand that shit anymore. You know, it's like beyond us. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> we're just a bunch of dorks, dude. You know, like when I sit there, like when someone, I hear someone talks badly about like merciful fate, I get like super mad. <laughs> you know, chill <laughs> the fuck out, dude. All right. Like, you know, but then it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I totally forget about that. I'm a nerd. You know, so, so, when, like so I like comic books. Same shit. So when Ashley found your OK Cupid profile, did had you posted something about being an Atlas Moth, or do you not mention Atlas Moth in your OK Cupid profile? Uh, no, my OK Cupid profile does not mention me being in the Atlas Moth. I think that would be, uh, I think that would be a little pretentious. I would think that uh, that would that would like you know it's like if it doesn't work bait, out, you know, if it doesn't work out, at least they show up to the next gig, you know, out of curiosity. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I don't think she even knew I was in a band. Wow. Yeah, like that, I keep that, you know, I keep that shit to myself. That doesn't seem like it should be right. I would think that would be your ticket to a girl with a sexy voice who likes to sleep no, till that, noon. That's that's your ticket to a bunch of stupid metal chicks that you know want to uh, compare how big their metal dick is with you. Wait, wait, wait! wait the metal chicks have big dicks. Wait, <laughs> no, what? no, no, no! Metal, I, you know, I, I had no idea. <laughs> the no, I know what you mean. No, you got a theoretical metal dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know, I saw White Zombie in 1994. Well, I saw White Zombie in 1993. Oh, God, you know? Like, you know, and, like, that's the thing. Like, I'm also a total pretentious nerd, you know? Like, and I've done way more than a lot of people in the whole metal thing, you know? Like, my metal dick is gigantic. <laughs> you know? So, like, the last thing I need is competition from a girlfriend, you know? 
All right, we're done now. We got the headline. My metal dick is gigantic. <laughs> My semicolon gigantic. <laughs> like, I thought we'd tell in the 80s, dude. Like, I could sit here and brag about being a metalhead for a long time. But that's that's the shit you do with your bros, right? I mean, you, you smack yeah. each other around and, and... No, yeah, I sit around with my buddies and we fucking... Do hood rat shit, you know? Yeah. yeah. We talk about how cool, like, metal things we see. Like, I don't want to do it with my girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Or to be like, what do you think of this dress? What do you think of that dress? You know? Or like, shit like that. <laughs> it's like, should I cut up my Iron Maiden t-shirt or should I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What should you I know? do with it? That's a good look, though. <laughs> That that is kind of a <laughs> yeah, dude. What are you talking thing? about? I like that look. I love the I love to look at it, but I just don't want to take it home. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of the idea. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, dude, you first. We want to say thank you for being our our first like second interview because you know we talked to you before about the whole Frankie Palmieri thing way back when. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, ha- have you drawn a penis on anything recently? Um, I, well, you know, I was drawing a uh, penis backstage at all the ocean shows oh. on that tour. Okay. Just, you know, it's like a little tour tag everywhere, so there aren't cocks abound in America. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm pretty good at them, so. I think you need to create, like, a separate, like, Atlas Moth Instagram or something that's nothing but pictures of the dicks that you draw everywhere. <laughs> You know, it's not quite, you're making me out like Seth Rogen and Superman. It's not quite that bad. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, uh, it just kind of became a thing at the ocean. Tour. Yeah, I, I think know. we were telling the whole viewer story. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we'll just draw some dicks. Fuck it, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I can't draw other things. I just, you know, I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty easy to draw, you know. It's, yeah. it's like a skull. It's like a skull, a dick, you know, like an umbrella is pretty easy, like a lightning bolt or something, you know. I don't think it's take too much time for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to be excited. All the reviews are starting to come in on the new album, and everybody's, you know, it's sucking your dick. You know, I'll be honest with you. I just, I've only seen one. Really? <laughs> wow. Have I been missing them? Dude, yes. Well, I mean, because, uh, like, I was looking, uh, just hunting around. I was like, you know, metal sucks, obviously. Yeah. Uh, metal Injection, uh, Alt Press, uh, PRP, AV Club. I mean, I, I think there's a oh, bunch yeah, of yeah, like- yeah, we're not really popping up. I don't think there are actually official reviews out yet. I could be wrong. I don't know. Oh, like, there's, well, I, I know there's some release, like the pre-release or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, there absolutely are. Yeah, I know. It's totally exciting. It's, it's, uh, I'm stoked to finally get this shit out there, man. It's been a long ass time to put on a record. I almost kind of forgot about how it is. What the hell takes you guys so long? I don't know, man. Well, you know, this time there was kind of a lot that went into it. I mean, uh, we, had a, we got a new drummer, which is a huge thing. Got a new drummer. Um, so that was the whole thing. It was like, uh, now we got to teach this guy what to do and, uh, you know, show him these songs that we've been working on. And then we were just getting good tours, man. I guess we just kind of get built with it. Why not, right? You know, Kiss used to put out two albums a year and Peter Chris and Ace Fraley were complete slackers. You know, good point. Um, how the hell did they do that? You know what? I'll just blame it on having three guitar players. Ah, that's a great idea. Uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a great cop-out. I yeah. never realized how that actually works to my advantage as opposed to makes all of my life harder. Right there. <laughs> I can't blame that. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of this Two, three guitar players. Fuck off. Yeah, you just tell oh, one guy plays these two strings, another guy plays the other two strings. <laughs> uh, how hard yeah, can that be? That's just me. I, I'm the one that plays the two strings. <laughs> 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 it's working my two strings into the other guys immediately, immediately. You know what I'm saying? 
That's what it's all about, man. It takes shit takes forever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean it was a, it was a long thing. You know, we had been right. I swear to God, every time we went to do the record, um, like I mean, as early as after our first tour with Egg, we were already talking about this record. And every time I went to go do it, it just like something else happened. It was just be like, oh yeah, we're gonna do this. It's like, oh well, we're gonna go and do this crazy festival here. We're gonna go and tour with these guys here, and then it's like, all right, well, we'll just do the record when we get back. And then you know, fast forward almost you know two years later, it was kind of like, okay, well, I guess we should do this record. And then we kicked out our drummer, and then uh, we finally like you know we had one guy in mind who's the guy that's now drumming. He's an old old friend of mine, and. uh, got him in and we worked on the record for a long time and we finally won a check at the end of last year it took forever so why did you have to kick out your old drummer uh mostly just uh him not being able to handle touring like an adult uh, uh I'll, I'll be i'll be nice and i'll you know say it like that he could he couldn't uh handle beat out on the road for six weeks and not uh act like a little kid did he so, ever wash his hands after he peed that's got to be a big deal because um, some people you know, he, just don't. He, <laughs> he probably washed his hands about twenty-five times after he peed. Oh, so, that's I, other probably way. give you a, that's uh, like a okay. Little, yeah, it's a little like scope into his psyche. You know, he's a little bit on the on the wacky side. You know, but uh, so he was the one waiting for you guys in the lobby every morning. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. He was always the one that was last coming out because he was busy like uh, touching every doorknob. And, oh, uh, that's kind of cool. Door frame, kind of wacky like that. It's like, oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, like your music is not like straightforward. You would think that somebody who's like OCD drummer would want like, no, no, this has got to have, you know, the the song has to have that middle part, and the back half has to be exactly the length as the front half. And yeah, see, you know, uh, oddly enough, I don't think that ever came into play. That's hmm. very interesting. Maybe, maybe it did, but I never noticed it. Maybe he was subtle about it. You know, but uh, you also have to remember, like, the rest of us are just a bunch of stoners that are like, yeah, man, fucking far out, you know, <laughs> rules, check it out, <laughs> you know, so I would see, like, whenever he started talking about numbers and stuff like that, which he would, mind you, I would usually just start, like, looking at the ceiling and counting tiles, you know, so, I mean, it, it is what it is, it is what it is. And three guitars, you can cover anything up, you know, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, fuck it, play it louder. Check yeah. it out, man, <laughs> yeah, far out, <laughs> Uh, he was he was he was a good dude. Uh, it just didn't. It got to the point where we knew that it was either him or us. Yeah, it was kind of the shitty thing, you know. It was like either this guy's gonna fucking drive us absolutely insane, and we're gonna all break up and not ever do a record again, or we just gotta find a new fucking drummer. So now is everybody a stoner slacker? And everybody got wait six out. Everybody on the same record. page now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, everything's really awesome. Like our, our new guys, kids named Daniel. Uh, I've literally known him since I was like a kid, man. We've known each other like twenty years, so uh, it's cool, man. That we played in bands growing up, like kind of opposite each other, and uh, it's good, man. We're we're finally in a band together. It's like super fun. The vibe is good, you know. We're all having a good time. So we, the tour that we just did, we all got along great, which was, you know, I guess the final test of having the kid in the band if he could handle, you know, five six weeks on a tour with us. Yeah. Either that, or it's the honeymoon. Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's honeymoon. I mean, I've known the kid long enough, you know, that I'm not worried about him. So is he on the new? Is he on the new record? Oh yeah. Okay, he's so he's the one. He's, he's okay. 
Right yeah, on. he's on there. So by yeah, yeah, by this point, I mean you guys, the honeymoon's probably over. A good tour under your belt and recording together. Yeah, that's that, oh yeah, that's pretty Not solid. Mentioned that I've known the kids for so long. Yeah, and right. I don't think we've ever had our our personal honeymoon's been gone for a long time. At this point, we're just like, <laughs> all right, we're stuck with each other. Well, and you like know? you said, you know, you don't have to measure your metal dicks together because you've uh, known each other for that long. So exactly, we've we've been already passed the metal dicks. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Did you grow up in that area? Are you uh, like always been in the Chicago area? Yeah, I'm, uh, I grew up here. Born, actually, now all of us are from here completely. Awesome. You know, like, yeah, I grew up here uh, right outside of the city. So I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a secret Facebook stalker of you as uh, as oh. as well. So uh, why why did you give up on baseball? Oh, jeez, dude, what's up, man? Are you are you are you a jilted Cubs fan? I'm uh, I'm I'm a Cubs fan. Oh, yeah, born and raised. I've had a son of a bitch for the Cubs. You know. Um, my family owns all the parking lots around Wrigley Field. Ah. Like, this is deep. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Cubs fan. And, uh, you know, when they, uh, I kind of hate to bring it up because it just stings every time. But, you know, when they lost to the Marlins going oh. to the World Series oh, yeah, that year, me and my best friend, uh, kid Johnny, sat outside Wrigley Field embracing each other, weeping. <laughs> like, I cried. I, it's, cried. I know. Oh, that was so I, bad. Was, Dude, it was just like, you know, we were, uh, you know, six outs away from the fucking World Series, man. Like, I was the happiest person on earth. And then they just sucked it right up. You yeah. Know? Like, oh, my God, they they, they screwed the pooch. Well, because I, uh, I grew up in Hammond, Indiana. So, so like, right around the corner from Chicago. But Are you a Sox fan? Though? I'm a fucking Sox fan. So. Oh, just. I hate. I, I grew up hating the fucking Cubs, man. I, so, so like it was because you know how it is. It's one or the other, right? Yeah, yeah. I bleed Cubby blue, man. I hate the White Sox. Oh, dude, and <laughs> that must have been the must have been the worst to watch them win. Man, I just like to watch the, the little series, kids you know, put the ping pong balls in the buckets on the Bozo the Clown show <laughs> on a WGN. That's as close as I came to baseball. <laughs> I so I uh, dude I, I so that as well. That was part of my too. Don't get me wrong. I didn't I didn't come out swinging a metal dick and watching the Cubs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Who cried more, you when the Cubs didn't get to the World Series, or the drummer when you kicked them out? <laughs> the Cubs. I literally have been saying this for years. This is like one of my catchphrases when people ask me about stuff. It's like you know, there's no woman on the face of the planet that could make me cry as much as the Chicago Cubs that made me cry. Ashley must be fast asleep again, dude. That was no. no. She'll, she'll, she'll vouch for me on this one. It's true. No, made me cry. Even so me, much. even me as a White Sox fan, like that was one of those like oh oh oh. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> that was so heartbreaking. I know exactly what you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, I'll be honest with you. I, I honestly don't think that anyone, any other kind of baseball fan, can uh, can really truly relate. Mets fans, you know, because uh, <laughs> Mets fans. <laughs> yeah, but they're still Mets have won a World Series. Yeah, but still. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's just not quite the same, dude. Yeah, that's There's true. Something about it. and also the Cubs have been the brunt of every goddamn baseball joke for my entire life, and right there we we had it, you know. I think we just became a bigger joke, dude. So I, I, I had to stop, man. They've upset me so much. I had to take a couple of years off. Understand. I figure, yeah. I figure I'm 31. I've been a Cubs fan my entire life, and I've taken all sorts of abuse for them, and I still do. I'm not as a White Sox fan. I gave up on the sport other than become a White Sox fan. Let's hey. just point that out. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, I, I just never gave above 500. 
Hey, let's put five hundred. I'll start watching baseball again. I think that's fair. No, that, it's not fair. <sighs> you suffer with the rest of us. No, 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 no. Why suffer? I mean, I I used to be a hockey fan, right? And my I'd share every game with my dad. We'd watch every game, and it was like, oh, no, our team would never get to the Stanley Cup. And then they win the Stanley Cup, and I turn to my dad, and I'm like, yeah, we made it. And my dad's like, yep, going to bed. And I was like, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. There's no climax to this. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, that's a thing, too. You know, <laughs> it's a little anticlimactic, but there's going to be a climax in the Cubs of the World Series. It's going to be like, I'm pretty sure, like, shooting stars and, like, an earthquake. And it's oh, dude. Tsunami. Yeah, it'll be the you end know? of the Earth, man. It'll, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. The you black know, hole will open up. fucking party, you know, like a Stanley Cup. We, we thought it was crazy when the Red Sox broke the curse or whatever. Well, you but, just you know. show up for the party. You don't need to watch every game to not and then uh, to get an invite to the party. But you got to win yeah. every once in a while, though. <laughs> You know, I, I, I feel as though the day that the Cubs win the World Series, that I'll probably have already started watching them. That's true. Yeah, you'll be back you know, into like, it by that time. Well, you know, it, It's always the all-star break for me. It's like once everything looks good in the all-star break, then then I'm like, all right. See, I'm here to defend the fair-weather fan. <laughs> See, I don't want to – I don't consider – someone fucking posted that on my Facebook the other day if you were stopping hard enough. They called me a fair-weather fan. I was like, hey, man, you know what? Like, fuck off. <laughs> right, like <laughs> fair weather ain't really fucking how this is going here for me. All right, I'm, I'm a little offended by that. No, dude, it's <laughs> you know, always, like it's always been tornadoes and storms with the Cubs, man. It's never been like <laughs> it's never been fair weather once for the for that team. Yeah, this hasn't been easy, dude. Okay, this isn't like oh yeah, cool. Our, our team is winning. Let's get, no no no. This is like hey, this fucking hurts, man. I cry every time I fucking watch a Cubs documentary. I literally cry. Do you guys remember that baseball video game that came out a couple years ago? Oh, uh, I think it was a MLB whatever, like whatever year it was. Yeah, like the 2012 like, or the 2013 yeah. one. Cubs couldn't win in that game either. Remember when they? <laughs> do you remember when they had that fucking commercial there where that guy was sitting on his couch? And oh yeah, winning the World Series, dude. I saw that on TV. I don't even remember. I don't even this for a fucking sporting event. I saw that on TV and I started crying on my couch. <laughs> Because of how beautiful it was. <laughs> Stavros, that's ridiculous. I know, it was fucking terrible. You're like a woman. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Are you going to cry when the Pacers lose? No. I'm going to throw <laughs> See, it's a good thing about basketball. That's why I've switched over completely to basketball. It's always been my, another one of my big sports, but I'm excited to go with it full time now. Because I get angry at basketball still. I don't mm. get sad about basketball. I got you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it pisses me off. Like, I hate LeBron James. You know, so like he'll piss me off. He'll be fine. I'll yeah. throw something. I'll yell a little bit. I'm, I'm a I'm an Oklahoma City fan though. Throwing that out there. Oh uh, well, that's that, that's okay. You got Kevin Durant, so it's all right. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Durant rules. I hate any Indiana faces. I actually kills me to root for them. I just don't get why you would trade one sport for another. I would think you would trade it for I don't know, like like I'm gonna read uh, historical fiction. <laughs> no, no, no. I read comic books. You know, I'm well rounded, man. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I'm 31, so put in, put in the time frame. I'm 31, and I grew up in Chicago my entire life. Of course, I'm a baseball or basketball fan. Yeah, you know, Michael. I had Michael Jordan here for years. I mean, I grew up with that shit in my blood. No, it just it just took a couple of years to get over the hurt from him leaving. Though, you know, that was a bummer. Yeah, for baseball. For oh man, you know, I saw him play the Cubs at Wrigley Field on the side. He won. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I think the Cubs won. 
<laughs> no, Prove probably it. The White Sox won. <laughs> probably, uh, I think the White Sox won. If I remember right, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna cry after this interview now. You jerk off. <laughs> um, I like how like pretty much every interview I do now just reverts into a sports interview. Oh right. Uh, uh, trust me, we know shit about sports, but man, when it comes to with Chicago baseball, I'm like that. I, I'm I'm yeah, right there with you. You you unfortunately got the evil blood in you. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. hey man. See, I would think that ESPN just sort of like ruins either ruins sports or it just like makes it doable because you could just wake up the next morning at a comfortable hour next to your girlfriend and just turn on Sports Center and that's all you need to know. That's all you need to see. You don't need to waste you know, the time with the games. You know, it's true. I, I like I like watching. You know, like I'm a huge basketball fan. I watch a lot of the games just because. You know. And I usually just turn it for the second half sometimes. You know, like, if, if it's happening, I'll watch it, you know. And it's not until after the All-Star break that it's like, I want to see everything. Yeah. You know, and now I'm watching every playoff game. It doesn't matter. I'm going to watch it to the end, you know, because it's at least fun. And I can find people to like it, you know. In baseball, I can't do that. In baseball, I just sit there and I get, like, sad. Like, <laughs> oh, some other teams are playing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not the same man <laughs> but i don't get basketball basketball is sort of like the way life is where like everybody is guilty at all times mm-hmm. so then the judges just pick and choose who it is that they want to give a penalty for <laughs> there is definitely a little bit of a questionable referee scenario but then i don't want to tell like one of those jaded basketball fans that can't get past it you know well that's why everybody hates lebron james because he gets away with murder. yeah because he's the star oh i mean i'm sure people see I, I can't i can't really relate to it because i've always had the star you know, right. true. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I always had Jordan, so it was cool. Yeah, he, he like, got oh, a lot. yeah, I don't care that you guys all hate Chicago. I'm, I'm, we're winning. Except <laughs> Jordan. Except Jordan never did anything wrong. So you know. Well, there's that whole gambling thing. Well, but, but that's yeah. the, you know that's debatable. That's not you know. <laughs> I I actually will say that I look He's up no to Pete Rose. in many ways. Still, I mean that dude is an incredible uh, athlete. Uh, his his go get him is very high. You know. Hey, you know what? We're down in Texas, so we had David Robinson, and it doesn't matter. Right? Yeah, right? Hakeem Olajuwon. We had the know? we had, we had, we had the admiral, and that's all that matters. I don't even know what yeah. sport he's in. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he took touchdowns, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would think with he your new. To sort of to draw this all back in with the with the way everybody's already starting to talk about the old believer, it's like you guys get to walk out on the court with this new album already the all star, and you guys will be able to get away with so much shit. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> now I know what to do. Everything <laughs> I want. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, I'll tell you what. It's nice to uh, you know when we put out ache, we were like. Really, we, I remember literally the last day in the studio we were doing that. We were like, man, everyone's going to fucking hate this record. Oh. You know, we were like, we were positive that no one was going to like it. We were like, no one's going to get this shit. Like, this might be the last record we do, you know? And then um, everyone liked it, you know? So it was like, holy shit, like, what the fuck's going on, you know? And now to walk out there after that with another record that we're feeling strongly about, it's a whole new vibe, you know? It's not like, uh, I'm not like, too skittish about putting it out, I and mean, I'm still nervous about it, but it's not the same, you know? It's definitely a different vibe. Well, if something like that happens, but it's like the complete reverse, and like it bombs, do you guys going to have a bunch of songs ready to go and throw the next album out as fast as you possibly can? But one that you think sucks, you know, so that way everybody will like it. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, we were talking about writing a new record, and I'm still like, yeah, I got record. I have like a bunch of stuff, you know, I have material, but I'm also like, oh, geez, it's such a journey. 
You know, like I think about like we started writing, we started writing this record right after Ake. There was like, you know, there were like demos happening. That was a thing. And then it didn't come out. It's not even out yet. Yeah. You know? So like we put out Ake in I think like 2011, you know, it's 2014. Yeah. So <laughs> it's good like, three oh years God, in between. Like, yeah. It's a long time, dude. And like to think that it literally took us almost time to do it, you know, like we finished in December. So that's, that's, um, it's scary to think about doing another record right now. Cause it's like, oh my God, <laughs> I haven't even gotten this one out yet. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, totally. You know, it's like I'm like 33 when we put out another record or something like that. <laughs> so you tore in the snot out of this thing or are you guys going to do just a few weeks and then, uh, you know, lie in bed you for know, a while? You, uh, I think you know at this point how we roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally, uh, her and I just moved right before that ocean tour. I literally moved three days before we started the ocean tour. I left six weeks. So like nothing keeps me home, man. Like uh, I gotta go pop the old stuff. That's a great strategy. You don't have to empty all the boxes. You just Oh no, I did. Oh what? I did did Ashley just have the boxes like sitting there until you got back? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She was waiting for me. Wow. <laughs> she had no problem. She was like, Screw this. <laughs> It'll be back in six See, next time you move though, now you know you gotta put a couple things of hers in every one of your boxes. Yeah, no, that's gonna be key. I'm just gonna hide it all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's next time. That'll be next year. <laughs> you know, so so like, all right. Personal question, right? So if I have like two or three days that I work late, you know, and then I get home, it's going to take me at least two or three days before the wife stops, you know, giving me the cold shoulder around bedtime. So with Ashley, when you go out on tour, how long does it take before you stop getting that cold shoulder and things are warmed up again once you go to bed? Oh, you know what, man? I, I I don't I don't get the cold shoulder. You lucky I'm man. Usually ex- it's, it's, usually, it's usually an exciting thing that I come up. But uh, as she told you, like I definitely have a really hard time adapting back to life. Yeah. You know, like I I'm the guy that like I get home from tour and then like I'll sleep for a couple hours and then I'm up drinking coffee at like fucking six a.m. You know, I'm like waiting. I won't know what time loading is. You know, <laughs> like what's on the rider. You know, like, I'm still making tour jokes, you know, like, it's like, I have a hard time adapting back to, uh, being regular and not having, you know, a bunch of dudes sitting around talking about dicks with me, you know, <laughs> it, take, it takes a while. <laughs> you just have pizza delivered every night right before you start practicing, you know, just the same vibe as on the road, right? Yeah, you know, you gotta go to Seven Eleven and get like a bunch of snacks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. You know? <laughs> like, oh, we need snacks, man. How long of a drive do we have? It's like, we're here, dude. <laughs> we're practicing. <laughs> I was disappointed to find out there's no naked ladies in the cover art for this album. Well, you know, there is a water reveal. That's what I so ex- hear. About. So explain this, man, because this is something that, like, is this something we gotta? We we're gonna have to dunk this thing. Do we have to piss on it? Do we have to? What do we? No, it, is that, well, it's, everyone keeps asking me this, and it's like I, I find it hilarious that no one's used the logic that you might be able to use a sponge. <laughs> and, <laughs> so what do you got to do? We got to flush this thing in the toilet, and then it'll work. Man, no, you could probably just use a sponge on it. <laughs> so, so if I have like a, uh, I just like the idea of thinking about pissing on the new Atlas Moth album. <laughs> yeah, find out whether oh, you're pregnant or not. Look, it's revealed. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, I think I think everyone should throw it in the waters of Lake Minnetonka and let it purify itself. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a really cool paper stock, man. I found it's awesome, and like you'll get it wet, and you'll see a new cover, and then it'll dry, and you'll go back to the old cover. It's super sweet. Huh? I'm like I'm really excited about it. It's it's only on the CD though. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, because the, the LP was like a billion dollars a piece to do that. And I don't want to try to rip off people that are buying my music, you know? Yeah, and pr- granted, it'd be cool, but it would literally have been like a $40 record. I'm not going to do that to people. You know, that sucks. Yeah, that's a good special edition, maybe, you know? Yeah, but even then, it was like the, the, the least amount of special we could get was like a thousand records. Oh, yeah. That's sort <laughs> yeah, of, that's like, kind of right. brutal. Profound Lore must <laughs> yeah, have been just pissed off when you came to them with this idea. Uh, you know what? He was really pumped. I'd say uh, Brutal Panda doing the vinyl was a little bit more like, what the fuck are you trying to do to us, man? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, come on, man. Fucking, it'll be awesome. Trust me. You know, like, and then they kept throwing numbers back at me. I was like, all right, let's not do this, guys. (laughs) <laughs> so, so the vinyl will have both covers okay be, that's uh, that was my next reveal. question is that going to be like uh you got a gatefold or something like that with, where it's got both versions of the cover on it or whatever it, it, it does yeah we're gonna have like a like a sleeve like a, a slip cover oh the insert the or whatever yeah okay right it, it'll be like you know records don't usually look like that so it'll, it'll at least be a cool vinyl package regardless yeah know? that's cool it'll get the point across too you know unfortunately i really want to do the water reveal but the other thing was, it's like, you know, with a, with a, with a CD, it's an insert, you know, it's not the full booklet, it's just the front insert of it. Okay. And, uh, with a vinyl, you know, like people are going to be sitting there like wiping their record, their vinyl down with water. And, you know, I'm a vinyl nerd myself. I wouldn't want to fucking do that with an expensive record either. I can't wait till, yeah. I can't wait till June 11th when all the pictures of dunked CD <laughs> booklets get posted on your on, on your Instagram or on your uh, <laughs> Twitter account. I don't know. But what the fuck, man? Personally, I think you shouldn't have kicked out the other drummer because I would like to have seen video of him <laughs> trying, to, trying to get the reveal. <laughs> <laughs> you sitting there dropping like an eyedropper of water on it. Yeah. <laughs> Counting each drop. You know? yeah. Wipe it two <laughs> times <laughs> right, three, three times left. Seven. Uh, exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh now, god that's an awesome uh, that's an awesome idea i mean what did you just find this paper and go like this would be cool or what did somebody come to you with that idea to try to, try to do something with it dude well you know um there was this film that came out i don't i think it was like last year maybe or maybe a year before no it happened last year it was called taken by storm it was about storm ferguson the guy that did all the artwork for pink floyd yeah and, you know it's that one yeah Catherine Will, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and um, before Ink, I uh, was sitting there trying to figure out what to do with the artwork. And I was like, you know what, man? I'm going to email this guy, Storm Thurgerson, and see what's up. You know, like, fuck it. Like, who cares? You know, like, he's my favorite artist ever. Like, of course I want him to do my record cover, you know? So I emailed Storm, and he got back to me. And I talked to him. And I was like, holy shit, the guy that designed Dark Side of the Moon is talking to me. And, um... Things didn't work out for Ake, and then I, uh, this guy that did this Taken by Storm documentary that I went and saw, um, was good friends with Storm, and he, we, him and I have a mutual friend, and he was like, hey, listen, Storm loves working with stuff, blah, 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 blah. Let me talk to Storm for you when you guys want to do your new record. And I was like, amazing. Like, it's not just like an, uh, you know, a random email being sent here. It's going to come from some guy that's good friends with him that just did a documentary about him. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this might work out, guys, you know. And I was talking to this guy um, that had done the film and uh, while I was in Europe trying to get a, ready to get a hold of Storm when I got home, and then he died while we were in Europe. And I was just like, fuck, man, that's such a bummer. Like, on many different uh, levels, you know. Yeah. So um, when I went and saw, when I said see the documentary, he had the thing about, well, I think it's Into the Outdoor by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, where you like the cover sepia, but if you like get it wet, it turns into color. 
Well, like, you know, not know not that. Really, oh, yeah, like, not really many people know that, but, like, in this documentary, they have a whole thing about how they did that. It must have been the original how, like, release or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Robert Plant would take people's records to sign them, and instead of signing them, he'd spit on them, and people would be like, what the fuck are you doing in my record? And they'd be like, oh, no, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, so that exists? You know, like, so I started looking for it, and I came up with this instead, which I was kind of like, well, fuck it, this should be cool, too, you know? So, um... It was kind of like a little bit of a tribute in my mind to, to Storm Thurston, yeah. you know, you're like, uh, such an awesome dude, uh, an incredible artist, you know, uh, it was, it was kind of my own little personal way of like, you know, uh, saying thank you to him, man, I guess. See, I would imagine you'd be like trying to dig through his archives to see if like he did anything that didn't go onto a cover art and make that your next cover art, that sort of thing, you know? That was a thought, man. That was definitely a thought about it. I'm like, I'm sure that man had work that didn't get used. But then again, at the same time, you know, um, half of the reason I'm doing something with him is so I got to work with him. Right. Yeah. And I got to have him create something for us, you know, so it wasn't quite the same. And, um, I, you know, being an art nerd myself, like, I have uh, pride, in, I guess, to a certain extent. Yeah, it turns you out know? having a documentary made about you is not good for your overall health. No, that usually she was a really bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, from what I can tell. I mean, now Lemmy's all sick and shit, you know? I mean, yeah. Keep, uh, everybody yeah, keep I, an eye on Alice Cooper now, because they got the documentaries coming out any minute now. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. I didn't even know about an Alice Cooper documentary. That sounds great. It's it's actually really good. Now, I'm not a Alice Cooper fan. I'm not a huge Alice Cooper fan either, but um, I think he's hilarious. His history is pretty amazing. Was he with Zappa? That was the whole thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, see, that's how they could get interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and two, you just think about how that all relates to what we listen to and and right, yeah, extremity yeah. of metal and the visual aspect of it. And well, we had a talk with uh, Odorous Urungus a few months ago, and then a few months after that, he dropped dead on us, sort of Storm Thurgensen yeah. style. So, what like, how are you feeling? Are you eating well? <laughs> so far, so good, man. You know. Uh, a little tired, uh, back hurts a little bit, but other than that, you know, pretty well. <laughs> Are you thinking about doing a documentary on me? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you gotten your cholesterol checked recently? Are you? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's like I went to my doctor today, today, right? And I turned to oh. him and I said, I'm not gay, but Ronnie James Dio, so go ahead. And he looked at me with like this kind of quizzical look, but he didn't ask any questions. You didn't even ask what that meant? No, he didn't even ask what that meant. That's amazing. <laughs> There's no way he knows who Ronnie James Dio is in any, like, you know, detailed way. No, absolutely not. I mean, if at all. <laughs> that's like one of those things where you start, this is like what I was talking about earlier, like the nerdy metal world. Yeah. You know, like you start dropping Ronnie James Dio, you'd be surprised how few people actually know that. Well, you think that everybody does. Yeah, I dropped Ronnie James Dio and then I dropped Trowel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I can't tell anybody that I bring up James Hetfield. People are like, who? I'm like, uh, excuse me? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Have you been living under a rock? You know? It's like, oh, no, maybe I just live under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> the circles <laughs> we run in, man. You know? Yeah, then I ask, like, one of Miley Cyrus's or something like that, you know? Like, oh, that song is great. The Wrecking Ball video is so cool. That's oh. <laughs> like, I didn't even know who she was until she started getting all this negative publicity. I'm like, who the hell is this bitch? <laughs> and then she's like, it's Miley Cyrus, dumbass. Ugh. Like, oh. But that's got to be the right. ticket for, like, a metal musician, though, is to score that, like, duet with a pop star or, you know, get them to collaborate oh, somehow. Oh, God, no. 
Well, I'll tell you what. I don't. I don't think this is. This is. This is going to go back to prove my point about how under a rock I am. I keep seeing Wayne Coyne from Flaming Lips do stuff with like Miley Cyrus and Kesha. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't I do something with Wayne Coyne? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he's in there doing all these duets with giant pop stars. I'm like, man, what about him? You know, like, like can we get Wayne Coyne on our record? What the fuck? What? You ever think about that? I mean, like reaching out to somebody and going, I got an idea. Oh, dude, I I try all the time. Yeah? Oh, yeah. But dude, the one thing I've learned in this business is that there's nothing, you're not going to hurt yourself by asking, you know? And also the people that never ask never have anything happen. Like I said, like I literally was like, I'm going to email Storm Ferguson, the guy that made the most, uh, you know, recognizable of- album covers of all time, literally. Right. And I'm going to ask him to do my band's record cover. And he, he emailed me back. I talked to him. That's sweet. You know, like, how much more can I ask for? You know, like, you know, I mean, if I'm going to email somebody and ask them to do something, you know, like, either they're not going to get back to me or they're going to say yes or they're going to say no. It's a pretty easy, you know, uh, no one's going to call me back and be like, hey, fuck you, you ruined your career. <laughs> not yet. Like, who'd you reach out, reach out to? You're like Billy Corgan? I mean, who else is in town, right? Oh, well, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, like, we had uh, the guys from Gojira on the record. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Joe Joe sings on the last track, and uh, the rest of the guys and their entire crew do backup vocals, like uh, <laughs> do a gang vocal. Yeah, it was it was fun, you know? Like, so, uh, also, I think it was not this last year at South by, but two years ago in 2012 when we played, we had a film guitarist for Andrew, our guitar synth player, because uh, he had uh, double hip replacement surgery, and it was his brother-in-law, uh, Marcus, filled in for him. And Marcus wasn't stabbing westward. Ah, oh, he's on the record. I've gotten no responses. I've gotten, you know, <laughs> I've gotten uh, negative responses. But you know, like most <laughs> time it's pretty easy. I think the closest metal is going to get to pop is Lady Gaga wearing an Iron Maiden T-shirt, and that's about all. No, we're dude, get. Pink Pink is going to do a collaboration with Atlas Moth, man. Uh, dude, uh, let's just let's just get real here. You know, uh, the closest pop to get to metal is Enter Sandman. Uh, oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it is the greatest selling album of all time of the Soundscan era and I can't imagine anything will pass that up anytime soon yeah no it'll never happen but artistically oh artistically oh uh, yeah you know you know you, you get like something. David Bowie and that old guy what was it doing the Christmas tune you know it's like oh Bing Crosby Bing Crosby yeah it's not great but artistically I don't even know that happened that's that's something else yeah that's it's kind of and it's at its time it's kind of wicked awesome you know well, you know, I mean, you're going to wait for it. I mean, now, you know, like, if you think about, like, Ozzy's doing pop shit all over the place. And yeah. Technically, you know, like, one of the kings, you know? Yep. Yeah. So, it, you know, if you stick around long enough, I guess maybe you'll lose enough taste that that's what you have to do. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. just sticking around long enough. I think it's like, you know, like, what what would Atlas Moth, you know, what would Pink offer Atlas Moth, right? You'd sell a handful of records and do really well with lesbian lesbians in Australia. <laughs> But, but like beyond that, like what does Alice Moth offer Pink? You, you know, like you give that edge to what she does that she would probably want to like, you know, have a step up on everybody. Cause look what I do. It's, this is, you know, cause right now we're in that era of being cool is not cool. Right. 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 Yeah. It's very true. I'll tell you what, if we were going to, if we were going to collaborate with a pop star, I would go with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Ooh, now see, I'm, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's that. That's yep. a good one right there. But that wouldn't you man want- is incredible. Yes, no, I agree <laughs> with that. Fantastic. Uh, I love his records. I'll be the first time that I think he's a fantastic artist. Well, also, if you ever seen his live show on HBO, I thought it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. See, see, orig- I owned the DVD. 
Wow. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Originally, yeah, you said that, and I was like, no, because you want to pull a Gene Simmons and end up dating whoever it is, and that way you get some legs to it. But but you could end up dating Justin Timberlake, and that would have some legs to it. Think, think about this, dude. Think about this. You, if you meet a porn star, right, and she becomes your friend, right, would you rather bang the porn star or would you rather become friends with the porn star and bang all her porn star friends because she backs you? Oh, huh. see, look at this guy thinking he's, a, he's got the... That's an interesting question. He's got the, we're going to run down the hill and f- we're going to walk down the hill and fuck we're all the cows. Down, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to run down the hill and fuck one cow? Let's walk down and fuck them all. Exactly. <laughs> Don't you think it depends on the uh, porn awesome. star? Because there's the one porn star that you know she's got, like, the best friends, but then there's well, that... Other porn star who you know is a total loner, and it'd be pr- kind of like cool there too. Yeah, well, I mean, you got you to judge the, the, the scenario by scenario here. But you know, I feel like if I became friends with Justin Timberlake, I get to hang out with a lot of other friends. Yes, wow. I got, I get where you're Indeed. going. Okay, I got lost in the porn well, star there. Sorry, thing where I'm going to show up Literally. with Justin and fucking, you know, I'm only with Justin now, and I can't go hang out with all of Justin. Cool friends, you know. Like, <laughs> that would uh, suck, you know. I, I bet he is cool. I bet he's cool to party with too. Yeah, uh, right. Know? Probably. You know. I mean, like, I probably get to go hang out and you know, dick in the box jokes and shit. He'll probably be awesome. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you, and then it winds up just uh, putting your metal dick in a box. We have come full circle now, man. <laughs> well, dude. Thank you for taking the time out today, man. We we fucking love talking to you, man. It's, uh, yeah, man. It's always a good time, dude. Hell yeah, brother. So uh, maybe next no. time we'll talk about the record more, not too much about my dick. <laughs> the, the old believe the old believer comes out June tenth, and uh, and it's pretty fucking awesome. So thanks, man. Congratulations. We'll, we'll be on tour in uh, August. <laughs>
That's the latest from Black Anvil. Still Reborn is the name of the song from the Hail Death album. I love it. Love it. It is, uh, it's damn brilliant. I wrote a glowing review for Metal Injection on that one. It's pretty damn awesome. It's going to be, it's at least top five of the year. I mean, I don't know what to expect the rest of the year, but that one, uh, Agalock and a couple others that I already know are going to be in at least the top five. Sweet. So, yeah, the Black Anvil on the Metal Sucks podcast. <laughs> Good times. Thanks to Stavros. Hopefully, <laughs> I think uh, they've been together for a long time. Hopefully, I, we didn't, I, uh, it, the whole time we're talking to the girlfriend, I'm like, there's so many questions about like the fact that he hasn't popped the question yet. Uh, and, d- d- okay, mom, and, <laughs> you don't want to do that. I know. I know. Like the, come on. I, well, I do. But then did you, you get know, in I trouble really like for, for doing that to somebody though? The, for yeah, like, screw it over. Didn't you screw over a friend like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was informed years later that I came up frequently in yeah. therapy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, let's not do that to one of our favorite people. <laughs> well, see, that was the thing. It's like immediately I was like, I can't do that because I really like him. If if I was kind of, you know. Who's that? Then I totally would have dug in. Yeah, maybe, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Because then, cause then the rest of the interview could have gone just way, 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 way south. I so. wanted to know if like he has any tattoos that she was surprised to see the first time she saw him naked. See, a, a thousand questions. Man. A thousand questions. And mine were all basic like Cosmo questions, like boxers or briefs. Uh, does he sleep on his side or does he snore? Uh-huh. Uh, all that stuff, you know, that that I totally thought of after the fact. And I was, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to know, like, 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 does he shower less frequently right after a tour? Because he's kind of in that zone where he doesn't really need to shower. So if we present these questions, we'll probably get answers to them on Facebook. Because yeah, <laughs> because like I said, I stalked and I stalk Stavros. I stalk you on Facebook. <laughs> you and me, uh, happy together. Well, maybe now we got to stalk Go his on, girlfriend. <laughs> That's that that I got more questions for her than I have for him. She's a bartender, man. So she already gets stalked way too much. <laughs> and, yeah, I feel sorry for her. I know that. I know that plight. Man. I'm kind of curious whether he's ever. Bit. First of all, does she ever get upset when he says, honey, this tour is going to be a little bit longer than usual, especially if that conversation happens right after like a little fight? Well, you dude, you sort of asked that already. If he's, you know, what it's like when he gets back kind of thing. Yeah. And all that, but, yeah, yeah. But I'm kind of like whether she ta- ever takes it personally when he says I'm going to be gone for 10 weeks instead of six, you know, or and then my other question would be like, uh, oh, 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 <laughs> like, like. Does has she ever had an occasion where after he's gone on tour, a male friend or somebody like that's come along and said, hey, we should get together. And she got together with him, but didn't realize that that person thought it was a date. So this is our new feature called the interview after the interview, <laughs> the interview where oh. we just ask questions to the air. air. <laughs> yes, they, we have no subject to well, talk to. We're just going to ask questions what? to the to the ether. Well, now we really got to put it on Facebook and let him know that we've got to bow up more questions uh, for the girlfriend. Like, come on, man. Uh, we're gonna have to get you. We'll call him at uh, eleven in the morning. I wasn't gonna ask him, but then yeah. you're like, I bet you we'll get answers. So I'm like, okay, these are the ones I've still got. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that for sure. <laughs> you may start listening to it and just go click, turn off. That's never mind. I don't want to hear that. Hope anymore. is good enough for me. Yeah, right. Uh, hell yeah. Make sure you uh, follow us uh, and are subscribed to us on iTunes. Uh, you can find us to search Metal Sucks Podcast. You will find it on iTunes as well as uh, every Monday this thing goes up and you can check us out right there at MetalSucks.net and follow us on the interwebs. I am on Twitter at Bearded Ape. I am at Godless Speaks. And uh, this has been another fabulous episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast.
This is a way up.